Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. This is episode 197. We're very close to 200. Um, just so everybody knows, I was very close to uh, deciding to call it quits at 200 episodes. Johnny, being the uh, fantastic gentleman he is, kind of gave me a little bit more, uh, I guess, fire in the belly for the podcast. I and appreciate we're gonna that. keep it going, but it is episode 197. Johnny is back after being on assignment for a couple of weeks. How are you doing today, man? Uh, after what I just went through the last two, three weeks, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So let's just kind of dive into it really quick. Um, yeah. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce our other guest that's on the Facebook Live right now, but also in the studio with us, Darren Finesilver. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Good to be back. Uh, you look warm over there. You've got a oh, yeah. hat. You've got the flannel. <laughs> I'm, I'm cozy. It's, look- it's, it's storming. It's always storming every time I come out here. So. I like the hat matching the flannel, man. The black and white with the nets. I, I think you that's know, pretty dope right there, something. bud. But I'm not a Nets fan, though. It's just yeah. well, it's just the colors. We Clears. were actually listening to Oakland-inspired uh, hip-hop artists downstairs, and you kind of got that, you know, like the the khaki dickies, the the flannel. <laughs> don't, also, don't, also, don't, don't throw me. Don't sorry. Throw me in the <laughs> sorry to interrupt. And I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. I do, since we are doing this marathon and we are doing it on Facebook Live, I do want to acknowledge everybody that's coming on the show and joining in on the Facebook Live. So thank you, Cody Bragdon. I hope you're doing all right, man. Thanks, Matt Martz, for joining. Any questions, any comments, anything you guys want to throw at us? Is it Cody or Cotty? It's Cody. Cody? Cody Bragdon. He was our uh, quarterback in high school. He was a stud. Um, he was one of the uh, gingers in this world that will, uh, I think, defeat the stereotypes that all gingers are not athletic. Oh, okay. So okay. he was he was pretty good. He went on and played at Franklin College. Wasn't so. Pat Tillman a gin- No, he's blonde. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyways, uh, Johnny, you have been out for a couple of weeks. It wasn't on assignment. It was actually some medical issues. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's... Uh, I want to know what was going on. Well, it's like, first of all, I just want to say, like, you know, so uh, I was having trouble with my pooper. <laughs> Couldn't... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just the start. Sorry. Like, I just laughed. I apologize. <laughs> you know, I was having some issues with the pooper. I uh, had a... Having really bad stomach pains at work, and I'd be like, man, this sucks. So I'd go try to poop, and I couldn't for like two, three days, and I was having real bad pains. So I went to the doctor's office, and it was the first time I ever had an uh, unwanted finger in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> that was unwanted. Like, so that's I love how he framed it as unwanted, unwanted. because that that leads me to think that he had. It in there a couple of times well, on, a, on a wanted basis. I was getting ready to say I'm experimenting with these young kids these days. <laughs> that, that, that would sound really that would bad. Been even worse. Yeah. yeah, the people, you know, they're into some weird, weird shit now, you know. And uh, but this Man, lady, awesome. I, I didn't go to the ER because I'm one of those people. I was like, well, I'm just gonna save a bunch of money, and I don't feel like waiting for four hours, so I'm just right. gonna go to this med check. And if they're like, go to the ER, I will. Yep. There you go. So this is a nurse practitioner. This isn't even a doctor. Nice. And she's like, I'm going to need you to drop your pants and uh, lay sideways on that table. And I was like, do I need to be hard? (laughs) 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 So, you know, I was dealing with some constipation issues that also arose a kidney stone. And let me tell you guys. It was the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. I've heard people talk about kidney stones. It sounds more common than I I think previously imagined, that I previously imagined. I've never had one. I don't want anything to do with that. It's the worst thing. I mean, I I, I had 
third degree burns on like 15% of my body and I was out for four months, I would do that for a year. I would burn half my body with third degree burns and go through that than ever have to go through a kidney stone again. And I was like level one. There's people that are like up to level five and shit. Well, Adam Schefter even tweeted out today and said uh, <laughs> he spent the last five days trying to pass a kidney stone. It is the fucking worst. I mean, every I don't know if any of our viewers have ever had one, but it's like you're in so much pain that like every 10 minutes I was laying there and I was like. I got to go back to the ER right now. Yeah. Like I'm walking out of the ER thinking I got to go back to the ER. It right. was terrible. Matt Wharton, thanks for joining. He is also part of the Highly Inappropriate Podcast. He also, butt stuff question mark. So that's, uh, I think he was uh, referring to you getting the finger up there. Oh so. yeah, it was, you know, it was okay. Didn't, didn't uh, phase you, did it? You know, actually, I, I, so she was like, <laughs> she goes, I'm going to need you to relax, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I just took a deep breath and she was in there and then she was out and I was like I did not know that about myself <laughs> I didn't realize I could relax so quickly so on command huh? <laughs> yeah I had no idea uh, thanks sphincter <laughs> thanks sphincter <laughs> all right uh, so, that's that's beautiful stuff man um yeah I just I, I'm shitty jokes. <laughs> yeah. Let them fly, man, because I've got CTE right now. I'm, so. I'm glad. I'm glad that you've gotten back into the swing of things with the Juice of the Morning podcast. Good to be um, back. I missed some good episodes. We've man. had some good episodes since you've uh, been gone. I did a episode with uh, Zach Garner and Griffin Shira. Uh, yeah. That's right, Shira. Um, and that was Shira. that was a fantastic episode. Um, luckily, I got a you know <clears throat> a very uh, early on, I guess, in my doing stand-up career, a guy that's also friends with Griffin and Calvin and Devon offered me to um, host a comedy show January 11th Hell yeah. in Newcastle, so we'll see how, how good that is. The thing is, I think, Darren, I think I'm going to do okay because... It's just hosting. I'm just introducing people, really. And if what? I can get the energy high and level, I like, can get people excited. I don't really think I have to be that good at comedy. So, yeah, with the hosting, I actually just did a hosting gig last night. The, um, I've done two hosting gigs in my short little comedy career. And it's, yeah, it's a little bit more than just, you know, introducing. But, you know, you want to keep the energy right. I'm not you yeah. going to sound like an expert here. But keep the energy high. Keep it right. Um but also, you know, you don't want to, you know, do your little five minutes if you're if you do have to do jokes or right. whatever you get. But you know, just make sure you get them on there. And then what I do is always take like little notes. Like if say Jonathan's talking about his butt stuff, you know, I might be like, man, you know, like I said, like man, it's a really shitty life or a really shitty. Yeah. Life or make like a little side right. comment, yep. but you know, at least make them you know feel good when they walk off the right. stage. That's that's the ultimate goal as the host is make the comics make them feel good and then just keep the audience in there. So do you well, think? So I was gonna ask you. I was gonna actually start a poll. Do you think he should Carlos Mencia it? To where he actually goes through and listens to some of the comedians' jokes and then does them on stage right before they go. No, definitely, yeah, no, no, definitely no, no, don't no, do that. No, not, no, not in that context. <laughs> I'm, kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, obviously, don't do no, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck Carlos Mincy is what I was getting at. Make, just, make like some Adam Schefter, you know, comments. You know, do whatever yeah. you got to do. Um, critique. Yeah. Do what you got to do. I just, I just hate Carlos Mincy, and if I can slam him for just a minute, I yeah. love, love doing it. Well, and what one of the things I wanted to give you props for, Darren, is. Uh, 
you know, I feel like you had, you said you've only been doing comedy for like, you know, four or five months or whatever, but I feel like you've been on stage a lot in a that lot, amount of man. time. I see you, I see your Facebook posts. I see the, the social media. Yeah. You're going from like what? What's, Martinsville, Bloomington. Kokomo. It's, yeah. Yeah. Kokomo. That was, that was a good time actually. Was, I, I'm impressed by that. So what, what's the, uh, what's the trips and what's the, uh, the open mics felt like lately so it's been i don't know so honestly it's kind of funny that you know we're talking about that is um coming like in the next couple of weeks i'm probably gonna cut it down and maybe do two to three nights a week i don't want to say all the mics are the same they're different but sometimes you go to the mics it's just the same people you know my thing is i want to just take time to write jokes make sure that i have you know a good five good ten whatever the mic is right. and then i can just go out there and crush it you know yeah. and, and you know not trying to you know sound like i'm tom brady or whatever but instead of going out here and do the same jokes every single night um but i do like to go to the different environments kokomo was great you know it's, it's almost like a verge you can go out there and do you know the southern comedy you know the hams you know just rock it out um Bloomington though, man, the Bloomington comics—they're—they're they're great. Like, if we can get some Bloomington comics up here, like, it's just a whole different vibe. You know, you go from a college town to little Southern uh, Countryville, you know, and it's—and that's what I'm like thinking yeah. about with the stuff that I've written because <clears throat> I'm trying to get, you know, five minutes that I feel super, super confident about. But then I realize, like, when you look at your five minutes and then you think about going and talking to a crowd that is a college crowd, like it's not going to really hit that much because I'm talking about my wife and like having kids and like a bad credit score and like Ooh. that kind of stuff. Like that's not really that they, important. They, they, they want, they want to hear about the stuff when you right. went to ball state, they want to hear, right. they want to hear about your experiences. They right. don't, they want to hear what resonates to them. They don't, they, they don't give about, a shit about they, that. They ain't thinking about kids right now. Right. Yeah, they don't want to hear about the horrible future in store. No. For them. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm like trying to like, I've already been like, I've written a bunch of stuff. I've just not ever tried it out on stage yet. So I'm going to be, that's what I'm going to be working on as well as, you know, leading up to January 11th. I just want to make sure the few jokes that I do have that I can deliver them well, because I went to Gutty's open mic and just sucked. I sucked bad. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I got really well. And what I was telling Johnny off of the podcast, we were just texting back and forth because I was getting ready to head up there. I, I realized exactly what I did in every shape and form of what I did leading up to it was a bad move. I took a nap after the football games, woke up like from a nap with like an hour to get there or whatever, got ready, went there, was already late. So when I walked in, they're like, oh, you know, it's seven o'clock. It's starting. Look at you just waltzing in whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought because I had texted the guy that was running it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to come. What time should I be there? And he said seven. And I think the way I communicated it was like, what time's the show? And he told me seven, and I assumed he would have told me to be there earlier if it was supposed to start at seven. Ooh, but so there's miscommunication yeah. there. So yeah. I show up then. So then already I'm kind of like, oh man, geez, I feel like a douche. And like, <laughs> and then um, I was getting like I, I told him I was like I got cocky because the first time I went up it felt really smooth. The second time I went up it felt really smooth. Third time really smooth. And each time in between. I didn't really take a lot is that, of. Like, is that how it felt, Jonathan? Was real smooth. <laughs> it was real smooth, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I relaxed so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, like, like I said, like every time, each time, I did less preparation before going up because I was like, "Well, this is easy." And then I went to Gutty's without being up on stage for like I think over a week, and I didn't know how to like set up my jokes. I didn't know how to really. Like, I just kind of, like, froze and, like, kind of fucked up way worse than I had ever done. So, I like, as soon as I got done, I was like, 
I'm never letting that happen again. So I've like been writing and I've been like reading my stuff and like watching my videos and stuff that I've taken to try to make sure I get back to that. No, and that that'll ha- that'll happen because that's that's what happened to me. Um, I did crackers. That was like one of my first open mics, and then I had helium. I did helium and then crackers, and you just have that high on life. Like, man, I'm a great performer, man. Everybody's laughing, you know. And then uh, crackers, you gotta bring people. So you know, I've got my family laughing, and other comics, their families laughing. It's not just the regulars. And then you go to this little venue, and you're like. Okay, cool. And I know Gutties, I guess it's like a bigger venue, but then you hit that little venue. But, the, and- but yeah, the Gutties was, uh, their open mic is very, it's almost... Like PG, I mean, pretty all, much. Well, it's, it's uh, you have to be PG, but also... Um, like you can't say fuck or nothing? No, you have to be clean. It's clean comedy. <sighs> what? Um, but when you get there, it is all uh, stand-up comedians. That also threw me off. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, I went in there thinking, oh, there will be a crowd like the other ones. And there wasn't really, which no offense to like, you know, gutties or whatever. They, they're just running an open mic for people to to work out their material. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, to me, made me more nervous than going up in front of, you know, a crowd. And so the- you couldn't even be like, oh, shit. You're not supposed to. Some like, people let that- stuff slip a little bit on accident. They're not supposed to, though. Because that like could really fuck with your act because if you if you're like yeah i saw this dude get hit by a car and i was like oh shit the way you express oh snap you know like the way you express that is one way rather than like uh oh darn (laughs) you know what i mean i don't know that's weird to me yeah it goes from being cartoon network to pbs kids yeah no no disrespect to gutties or anything i just i just think that's a very strange well what they what they strange thing. what they preach is a lot of what I've read, which is if you can do your whole set clean, then you're gonna be in a better position than if you have to rely on what you guys were talking about. I get the flexibility yeah, of you know using your vernacular in two different forms, but that's just I don't know limiting. It it is tough though. Limiting your expre- it is tough because I have. My my first joke, one of my first jokes that I have that I like really was proud of myself on was talking about the if you jerk off too much you go blind. So you couldn't even say jerk off. No. So they they're talking. I had to change that. They're joke. talking clean, like not just you can't cuss, but you can't like do a it's clean. clean you can't do like a clean Jew joke. If you if you could you could <laughs> you could do a clean Jew joke <laughs> if you can word it correctly. Well, if they pay you enough to finish cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> no that i think you could i think you could do that yeah. uh that, i just pulled that out of the top just, of my head because that is curious to, i like, was i was watching hiller documentaries the other day <laughs> which is one weird thing that we could jump into too <laughs> why, why were you just watching hitler documentaries dude world war ii and living in, I'm in sure color i'm sure it's interesting dude on netflix the world war ii documentaries in color are so fascinating man yeah like it literally comes literally comes to life because it's in color and you're interested <laughs> But it's just a good documentary on World War II and Stalin and Hitler and Winston Churchill is a very fascinating character. I'm sure it is. I'm I'm not going to dive into it, though, because we're here for comedy. (laughs) Dive into whatever (laughs) you want to dive into. Okay. Alfred is Batman's biggest villain. Oh, yeah? Why Why is Alfred the biggest villain? You're looking at me like I'm crazy over there. I do. Exactly. I'm like... So think about this. Alfred could be the biggest villain in Batman's life, and he has no idea. So Batman's a child. Did you read this somewhere or did you thinking come up with this yourself? Kind of thinking about it. Because I was reading about how Batman's emotions kind of are like the opposite of, like, you know how like the Joker is like his whatever, and then Two-Face is like Batman's need for justice. Okay. 
Like they're actually mental patient. Like Batman's a mental patient, and then like, like essentially have you- Batman's just in a padded cell and imagining all that. Yeah, have you ever read that part? Uh-uh. Okay, well, there's something Childhood where it's ruined. like. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole there's a whole conspiracy thing on that where Batman's actually crazy and like Joker and Penguin and them are the orderlies. But I was thinking that's like, awesome. I would love that actually. I'd like to see. I'll them. send you a link yeah. if I can find it again. But I was just thinking about it and I was like, Alfred has been with Bruce Wayne his entire life. Yep. Thomas Wayne is so busy with Wayne Enterprises and that whole whole big mansion. Martha's pretty lonely. So Alfred's slamming that ass on the side. You think so? And then Thomas finds out, or he's starting to put the pieces together, so Alfred has Batman's parents killed so he can get away clean. But why would he get but the, be, why would he get the uh, but, the piece of ass killed? Hey, I don't need because listen. I'm just poking holes in your theory. Martha I know you are, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but Martha had a had a baby with Alfred, who turned out to be Joe Kerr. <laughs> are you making this up seriously or did you yeah. did you hear I'm, this I'm, somewhere i'm i got the idea from when i was like him in a padded cell yeah. and i started thinking about it and i Joker. was like <laughs> like you know like joe like steve kerr's his last yeah, name okay, like i got kerr, you i got you, know? you and then you know like I, I don't know how like two-face and all them would tie into it but all right if you just think about it like <sighs> the know, greatest detective in the world Al, can't, Al, Alfred, can't figure out Alfred. Alfred could have. Well, I mean, you know, he's taking care of his whole him his whole life. He trusts him completely. So he, he Alfred could have went to the mental asylum and been like, oh, this, you know, this Riddler guy, this Enigma, mm-hmm. I'd be a good way to fucking kill Batman. And then I live scot free, and I have everything the Waynes ever owned. But he doesn't want to kill Batman. Why wouldn't he? He'd have. He'd own everything. He's yeah, the only, he's the only heir after Bruce. Man, this was uh, way deeper than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Way deep. So he's just sending all these criminally insane psychopaths after Bruce trying to kill him, and, and Bruce is just too so, badass. So Alfred's the ringleader this whole time. Therefore, Bruce could have taken a shield and Thor's hammer, and he would have fucked Thanos up, son. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't really think about it too hard. I was just like, man, if Alfred was the villain, that would be a cool little movie to make. That would be cool. I like that. That's like a... That could be like a spinoff one. Yeah. But like he said, it would have ruined your childhood probably. No, because Batman's still the greatest. I don't I don't know, man. Yeah. I, don't, I disagree. I don't know. Let's, uh, oh, I thought it said Fred Durst at first. I was like, whoa. Fred, Fred Duggar <laughs> joined. How you doing, buddy? Uh, <clears throat> so that's a good question, though. Uh, he said Batman's the best. Who's your uh, favorite superhero, Darren? Oh, man. Are Probably. you into the superhero stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, right. Oh no, man! That's Silver Surfer's pretty dope. Like, that's so out like, of this world. I just like like I like the like non main characters. That sounds okay. crazy. See, that's cool. But I always loved the Fantastic Four when I was a kid. But yeah. then like they then they made the movies, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty gay. <laughs> see, I want to see the Thing versus the Hulk. Like that would be that'd be interesting. The Hulk would just like rip him apart. And yeah, turn him into gravel. Probably, yeah. But still, it'd be cool. See, no, I like the villains. The villains. I love the villains, and I think Batman's got the best villains. That I, I will hands down say that because like Marvel Universe, their villains are kind. It's kind of kind of goofy, in my opinion. I hate right. to say it, but yeah. you know, some big over muscular well, meathead. But Marvel did a did a good job in like the individual movies with the villains. Um, when they did Avengers and things like that, it was like always this like faceless army of like minions yeah. and stuff, so that they could actually show them like wrecking them and stuff like that but like in the for example black panther 
Michael B. Jordan as the villain was like I actually like I almost liked the villain better than I liked the Oh, I loved him superhero. in that, man. Like I loved Michael Killmonger B. was I loved Michael B. Jordan cool. in that. I and hope then, they, I hope they can kind of like magically with like comic book I guess comic book logic bring him back. Somehow. Yeah, they totally can because he was a badass villain. Yeah, he was cool, but then and after you that, also liked him. Like it wasn't just he wasn't a bad guy because he was just trying to like destroy the world. Like he thought he was doing the right thing by like making his people stronger. But then after that movie, Michael B. Jordan said that he could beat the shit out of Roy Jones Jr. in a Did boxing really? match. <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. He that's, was like, I would tear Roy Jones Jr. up in a boxing match. I'm like, Roy Jones Jr. is 42, and you've never boxed in your life. So, so he's got the Heath Ledger effect going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the uh, method acting because he was a, uh, yeah, just, a boxer. Just because you played a badass doesn't mean you are one. And I don't care if all I like the money the, went to charity. I just like the, you know. Just, I like the dead man's following along on the Facebook because he said, Alfred would not have inherited anything. It would all go to charity. And then um, back from the crazy deep. I'm going to go back and listen to that because that was actually really cool. Um, and then he also said, Killmonger has been confirmed as returning. But Batman's gear and all that stuff wouldn't have been given a charity batman could alfred could have been like black market who wants to be the best villain in the city there you go there you go no so or then we I can do a zombie like, batman <laughs> i would say i would say one of those things like you know a lot of the times when you ask people who their favorite superhero is it's because they they see something that they would like to be about themselves like for example like I, my favorite is captain america just because i would like to be as like pure and good and think that I would make America. the right choice. Well, not just America, but think I would make the right choices in every situation when it comes to that kind of stuff. But you realize that you're not ever even close to that because that's, but that's why you like those characters because you want that to be you. Not yeah. necessarily that is you yeah. because like, you know, I'm a shitty person sometimes. So like I do a lot of shitty stuff sometimes, yeah. but that's why I think I look up to Captain America as like my favorite character because he is the golden boy. He's always make trying to make the right decision for everybody and like be the good guy. And I think I want to be the good guy, even though my inherent human nature does not allow me to be the good guy. Yeah. I guess I was just always the loner badass that just kind of <laughs> couldn't play nice with other people. <laughs> but <laughs> and he was crazy in a padded cell. <laughs> Where he should have been. But, I, I mean, you know how I was never into the Marvel movies. Because I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best lines ever. That's one of the best lines ever. <laughs> but, Go you know, ahead, I, I wasn't really into the Marvel movies because I watched a couple, you know, I, him and I have gone back and forth with this on a while, for a while. I watched a couple of Captain America movies and I was like, hey, I mean, I understand why you love him. He's a great superhero, but I'm just not into, I'm just not into that. Right. Well, I've been diving in since I got Disney Plus, and I've been watching all of them. Tony, the Iron Man movie is pretty fucking good. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Now the new Spider Man guy, Tom Holland, he's my favorite Marvel character, hands down. Tom Holland. Yep. He, he's my Spider Man is now my favorite Marvel character. He's pretty good because um, he's just got that little innocence about him. I don't know. There's just for something some reason about, I'm just not blown away too much by the Spider-Man movies with him in it. I haven't watched the Spider-Man movies. Oh, you just saw him in the I've just seen him in Civil the... War and, and uh, Infinity War and Endgame? Yes. Okay. So I like I like him in that, but I mean, Thor would be my favorite just because I like... Thor's pretty badass. I like and his, he like, like, grew into a really cool character in, yeah. the, in the movies. Oh, so. A big character. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he fought 
Hulk, and that was badass. Yeah, that was and awesome. Because Thor Ragnarok was fucking. That was probably the best one, dude. Whenever it starts playing that Led Zeppelin, yeah. You know, you go. <laughs> you know, that like, was really good. I was sitting in the theater like, fucking yes. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Sorry, I just blew all your eardrums out. No, yeah. Anybody <laughs> driving in their car probably just wrecked. Um, no, I... Uh, so, so you're not a huge Marvel guy, though, right? No, I mean, I feel like Marvel's like... I don't know. They, they nerf the characters so much. Like, DC, I like it. They're, right. just, they're like average Joes. I hate to say it. And that's what I was going to say. But dark, DC you know? sucks at making movies. If they, they get, if they get better. If they get better directors. And I, I'm, I've never directed a movie, so don't get... Hey, you know, the but. Avengers shit's over now, so I'm going to be like, look, bro time to come work for dc <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. like they have a whole plan though in store for marvel i think henry i hate superman but henry Cavill. henry cavill henry cavizel cavizel no cavizel is the guy who played jesus i know i just it made me think of that like uh him playing the witcher witcher's coming on soon i think i hope that's good and that video game system series well it's actually a book by uh adrian to see that he's rushed he's some like Czechoslovakian. His books are awesome, and then the games came out, and the games were fun as hell. I love playing the games, and then now the show's coming out, and I'm like, this could be, this could be good. Go back to what you were saying though, because I asked you about. Oh yeah, Marvel sorry about stuff. that. I'm being selfish. Uh, no, no, you're good. You're good. And uh, you're not a super big fan of the, but you're a fan of the, the DC because of the the characters. Yeah, just like because it's like you know, like it's something you can resonate with. You know, like Batman. I mean, he doesn't have like really any superpowers. He kind of just puts on the suit and just goes out there and kicks ass you know with marvel everybody's all nerfed up they're all in their gear and it's just yeah man i'm about to kick some ass it's yeah like, i don't know but like the flip side of that like superman he's like the okay, most true. invincible character of all time yes yeah, so kind mean, of and he yeah. could essentially just and then there's the flash so i guess it's right no i i get what you're saying though i i feel like uh but they're the two dc characters that no one likes <laughs> I feel like that's what what's important about Marvel is that they did it right, and then DC tried to play catch up. Oh, they did Marvel. That's all, that's all they did because if DC would have spent the same amount of time developing their characters and like leading up like to the um, well, back like in Justice the, League. Well, like, back in the comics days, I think DC came out before Marvel. If I'm I wrong. believe I believe you're correct, but either way, with what he's saying is like how Marvel movies, took off with after Iron Man. And then they did the like, sequence. It's, it's almost like they were a way better business plan. They were yeah, like, absolutely. hey, we're going to lay this out. It's going to take us 10 years to get to from point A to point B. This is all that we want to do in that amount of time. And that's how we're going to do it to develop all of this to make it have a really huge payoff. Whereas DC was like, all right, see how they did all that? We want to do it in like two years. No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So Jason Momoa is going to come out of nowhere. He's gonna make no sense in any of the stories. But Momo is a but, cool, like he's a cool no, he, dude, great he's actor, great Aquaman. Yep. he Aquaman. could have been a great Aquaman. Yeah, but like Aquaman, also one of the lamest characters of all time. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got, I think uh, Ben Affleck was a great Bruce Wayne. Yes, I agree, man. I I was a huge fan as of ben Batman. Affleck. As uh, as Bruce Wayne, I thought that was awesome. I'm a huge and I I love and I like Ben Affleck. I love dude. Ben Affleck. Me He's too. one of my favorites. Like the Accountant is a God, like it's one of my I favorite like movies. Gone Girl. That was a have you good movie. have you seen that new trailer for the movie that he's going to be in? He's the basketball coach. No. Oh God. When in one of our breaks today, we ha I got to show you that trailer. He's like kind of an alcoholic that used to be like a basketball star. The coach dies, and then he like gets offered to be the coach of the team. So it's kind of like a uh, you know. 
a comeback story for the coach and like the team he's taken over sucks and like they start to win like dude the trailer looks awesome this sounds a lot bad like bad news bears <laughs> no it sounds yeah, but not it sounds like... a lot like justin's mid 40s coming up <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna take the state championship this year. Woo! I'm gonna get a DUI, lose my license, and then somebody's gonna be like, "Ducks fly together, Justin. You're gonna go coach the middle school hockey team. You got it, buddy. Bishop Shatard. <laughs> no, you're good. That's awesome. Maybe that's why I like it so much. No, I was getting goosebumps watching that fucking trailer, though. That was a good trailer. There's um, a, Adam Sandler looks like he's putting out a good, good one coming up. Is it like a serious? Yeah, it's like a real serious one where he's playing like a, a bad guy. I think like not bad guy, but uh, it's like him. He's like a jeweler, jewel, jeweler. Why can I say a that? Jeweler. Sorry, jeweler. I smashed my head. That's CTE, dude. <laughs> you're, you're saying what them Jew jokes, man? <laughs> no. Well, he plays a Jew, Jew jeweler in it. <laughs> but I smashed my head last night, so I can't. I'm having trouble pronouncing words. <laughs> it's all right, and, we're, and I'm feeding him beer, so that's gonna help a lot. CTE. I, I don't know. Like Kevin Garnett. Don't fall asleep today. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Garnett and like other NBA stars are in it. Where like he does like like how Paul Wall used to uh, ice out the chains okay, and stuff. Okay. Okay. And, but he's like stealing money and doing all kinds of look. The trailer when I was sitting through Joker looked really good. Nice. I was like, Adam Sandler might finally make a good movie after ten years. Uh, Darren, since we're we're kind of past the the superhero movies in this conversation, one thing I would like to talk about is just because we're gonna lead right into it perfectly. What kind of stuff do you watch? What kind of stuff are you into? Man, I really honestly don't watch TV as much. You busy? Uh, busy writing? N- busy getting ready? As much as I want to say, yeah. Just I don't know. I honestly, it's just when I work, it's like if I'm working, I'll do a comedy thing, and then I'm home at like 11 o'clock, and I'm knocked out. And, and it's hard. To, it's hard to like... It's either you... Because like, what I get when I leave uh, open mic is like it's hard for me to shut down. Without... Like, Without being cliche, I'm pretty much I watch like Everybody Loves Raymond and King of Queens. Like, so you do like the uh, put the show on to fall asleep. Basically, well, if I watch TV, then yeah, yeah. to fall asleep. But mostly, I got that Google Nest. I'm not. Do you to... watch a lot of other comics like on? I like to watch co- like comedy shows. I got to watch like sitcoms and TV shows like that. Uh, I tell you what, I did love was Baskets. Baskets was amazing. Like me and my dad, we'd watch that. It was a uh, on fa- uh, FX. Zach Galifianakis. Yep. And, uh, oh, is that where he sits down and does, or is that the he, fern? No, he no, he was a clown. He's a clown, a rodeo clown. In the movie, the show's already over. I think it four seasons, but huh. it was it was relatable. Like I like shit that's relatable. Yeah, you know? like a lot of stuff. It's like I don't like that crazy. You Did know? you ever watch Wilfred? Nah. Ooh, that was I feel a good like show. you would love that show. You have to text it. To it's me Elijah me. Wood, and he's got his dog. That's a real it's person. Mac from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Whoa, is it really? Yep. No, I swear to God, we need to clip that, make that a ringtone. No. Was it really? I swear to God, <laughs> you, I'll Google it. For yeah, you. you always tell me I'm gonna Google this because I don't believe you. I I don't believe you. That's not. I'll show you. I would say that that looks more like um, who's the Australian dude? Jim um, Jim Brewer. <laughs> He's not Australian, first of all. <laughs> oh, I don't show NFL standings. I jinxed my team last time. I was who's here. your squad? The Lions. No. Yeah, yeah. No, is that really your squad? It is. Because I forget. It yeah. is. Stafford, Stafford's hurt. I've already had some opinions about this. Like they're saying it's. I just saw the um, the meme that's going around. Every since that black cat went out on Monday Night Football, all the cat teams. Every have cat lost. team is is yeah. Lions were gonna lose anyway, though. I hate to say it. 
I know I'm not trying to turn this into a football thing. No, I mean, no, I do. Uh, Terrell Pryor just almost got stabbed to death. I do. That's picks. crazy. I oh, do yeah? picks on Tuesday. Yeah, did you see that? I didn't see that, no. Yeah, on Thanksgiving Day, Terrell Pryor got stabbed a bunch of times. That was, he, uh, he's in critical he condition. Play, he played for the Raiders, right? Uh, he was the quarterback, right? He, he was the quarterback uh, that went to receiver. Yep. Yeah, he, I, last place I saw him was the Bills. Yeah, he just got almost got stabbed to death. He's in like critical condition. Dang. That's crazy. That's I didn't even know he's still in the league. Was he still in the league? <laughs> Yeah, he plays for the <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He plays for the Jags, I think. I want to make a comment, but it's so ill timed. Uh, yes, <laughs> I was gonna say that wasn't Rob. I know that that voice was not Rob. Australian. That's so Austin, funny. Right? That's so funny because somebody else told me it was him, and I was like, oh, that that looks like. It. But no. tell me, tell me, he doesn't kind of look like him. No, he definitely does. But that's why I was like, no, because no. That's funny. I know voices, but that's the thing. Dark humor. That's that's what I'm into. Now, Ooh, dude, good, that show. They're like, it's real good. It's like, it's like his imaginary friend from when he was a kid. Oh, so it's like your uh, Batman theory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's having like a depressive episode. So his Ooh. imaginary friend was a dog when he was a kid, and now he's seeing him again. He's like, what the fuck is going on? So they're just chilling, smoking. Wilfred hit the tab. That's what happened. <laughs> like they're just chilling, smoking weed, smoking drinking weed. beers, doing bad stuff. And Wilfred gets him in trouble. And Elijah Wood's a really good actor. And Wilfred has thumbs. So he is actually able to hit. So his that's ball. the dog. Yep. Yeah. The dog gets him in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's a good it's, show, dude. I got, I got such a bark. Narc. I, got, I got really sucked into that show. <laughs> I, I did too for a couple. Was, and then it was good. I just forgot. Well, Stephen Riley's playing. getting ready to join us. I don't know if he's hanging out there with, uh, BJ, but just letting you guys know. You say if we go down there, he's giving BJ's. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Because I'm not sure he knows what we're doing here. <laughs> shout, uh, shout out to Zach. That yes, was that was that badass. Was, that was awesome. Um, okay, so you Ooh. so you're not really watching a whole lot of stuff. I noticed that you had posted a couple of music things. Yeah, music's kind of... I would of, like to know uh, what what kind of music that you're into, though. Ooh, so I listen to everything. Everything and anything, honestly, so... Do you listen to yourself a lot? I listen to myself every now and then to give... Do you, you do listen it, to... Do you do it to jam, or do you, like... To, to critique, or it's like, I'll okay. listen to it, because it's like, when I want to try to release something, or when I want to, you know, get some ideas for some new do stuff. Do you listen to, like, uh, Norse ancestral chants? Oh yeah, ancestral. What the time? Not man. Ancestral. No, I listen to. No, that's true. I actually listen to the Vikings. The Viking, um, Viking music. It's literally. Oh. I do, it, it, bro, I do too. Sometimes it gets deep. It, it's like it gets you all ready. Like, it, uh, I used like, to work a warehouse job, and I put that in there. I'm like, dude, they've <laughs> got some war, man. They've got some old Norse like bitches in caves doing all kinds of echoes ooh, with the ooh, drums ooh, going ooh. in the background and shit. Like, I mean, anything can be a sound. Anything, anything's music. So I, it can be, you know. Yeah. So, it uh, gives me a semi-chub. Like, like when I go to bed, it's kind of the smooth jazz or it's the, depending on the weather, you know, I put, put the rainstorm music in the background, but yeah. on a daily basis, it's kind of a Rex Wenge County. That's, uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, I am not hipster enough to know who that is. It's super mellow. Uh, Mac DeMarco, that's that's hipster. Yeah, everybody should know who that is. Uh, <laughs> I do not know that. Yeah, nope. Is, uh, <laughs> right that's over the, my That's head. my mellow stuff, What kind you know? of, are they like Mumford and Sons? Are they like rock? No, are they like jazz? Are they're they kind of like, just like... You pluck them from rock and maybe a little bit of hip hop. Who would you, just... you say that they kind of sound like? Oh man, that's like. Have you ever heard of Gangsta Grass? I haven't. Well, you haven't. need to watch Just Thrash Grass. You need to watch Gangsta. You I need say? to watch Justified I Son. Know, I don't even know who I could say they sound like. That's that's really. Uh, hey, I mean that's a cool thing to know though. No, I know exactly because they're just kind of they're they're their own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to rap, like I'm big in Earl Sweatshirt. He's like super. 
That Super sounds like somebody house. you'd be into. What do we got? A security guard coming in here? I don't know who that is either. Hey, what's, what's up, up Steven? How you doing? <laughs> Go Pacers. Johnny, by the way. Yeah. How you doing today, man? Good to see you, man. You what's got up, Darren buddy? over here. You guys, uh, you you close with Darren at all? A little bit. A little uh, bit. Go ahead and throw him on, and you can, and just make sure you keep the mic close to your face. I think you'll be good. Nope. Other way. Chug, chug, there you go. chug, John. Perfect. Chug, yeah. chug, chug. You know, I actually am the chugging champion of the podcast. He is actually. But no, Stephen <laughs> Riley has joined us, joined us for the podcast. I appreciate you jumping on, man. We're doing like kind of a marathon episode today, so that we can uh, have a lot of stuff. And what I told Johnny earlier was that uh, <clears throat> we're getting all of this content so that when the holidays come around, we can hang out with the people we don't like. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like I said, if you want to maybe scoot just a little bit, just because. Darren had a trouble with this the first time on the episode. You just got to be real close to the front where that you little little mic guard is. Keep it about right there. Right here. There you go. Yep, perfect. 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 But uh, thank you for joining us, man. How are you yeah. doing today? Yeah, thank you, sir. I am tired, man. I, I worked at 6, powered yeah. through to 3 o'clock, and I'm here now. Yeah, did you have a, did you have a good time at work today? No, I did not. <laughs> where do you work at? Mind if I ask? I work at Nordstrom Rec um, on the oh. River's Edge right. in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. just uh, That's not a place that Johnny shops. <laughs> if, you're, if you look at his Wait, did you uh, say Nor- right Nordstrom? Yeah. Oh, I do know that place. It's the Nordstrom Rec. You're preppy enough uh, for that. Oh, well, <laughs> he's coming back for me. I like it. <laughs> But, yeah. Well, well Darren, uh, Stephen brought up the fact that uh, both of you guys were 0-3 in the roast battle, and I didn't actually put two and two together. I just wanted to have a couple of funny comedians on that I had seen in person and uh, just found out they were 0-3. So. Well, technically, I beat Jacoby Ray in my first roast. Okay. Brad Regular does not remember that at all, but I did beat him. So, so, so Brad, once again, let's give a few shots of Brad because I think he uh, has mis-announced uh, the winner at least a couple of times. He did it at least there. twice last time. Like, we're all standing there with he our... He just gets too excited. Like, we're yeah. all standing there with our phones, and he's like, blue corner. We're like, it says 100% on every phone, and I just <laughs> said it was the other corner, dude. <laughs> like, so, is it, so, it rigged? Is it rigged comedy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so... Uh, and you said you you went up against who the first one? I went up against Jacoby Ray in my first. Jacoby roast. Ray. I don't think I've seen Jacoby Ray. This, Steven? Jacoby, he's the biker guy, on? right? Um, Sarah Huntington went up against him in the first battle. Oh that yeah, 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 yeah. Is he yeah. the TikTok guy that's always doing those gay things and then <laughs> the motorbike thing? <laughs> he might be. He's know. got the gauges <laughs> and tattoos. <laughs> yeah, the backwards hat. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Okay. He's the one that uh, Jacqueline was calling him a pedophile because he's always doing the 15 year old girl TikTok stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Which um, that was a good burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a good burn. He's a good guy. He's a funny guy, yeah. but that was a good burn by Jacqueline at that roast. <clears throat> yeah. So, just so you guys know, uh, Darren. I was telling them earlier about going to Gutty's and how I felt like complete shit. Like I did the worst I had ever done. Really? And Steven was there. Yeah, it was. So it was. It was. It was awful. <laughs> we want to hear uh, it from your eyes now, well, from I, your point of view. I actually saw you twice. The one at the level, lo- yep, level, level, level up, up, and then this time, it seemed like the same, same thing. I didn't really think you did horrible at right. all. I just felt bad. Like I, uh, I was telling them, like I felt like I had uh, every show. I prepared less and less because I felt like. The first one I did at Gutty's, like after the end of the class, felt good because it was all the class and it was all of like our friends and family. So like people laughed and I prepared a lot, like I practiced a lot before I went up there. Then the next one, it was like I'll practice a little bit, but I'm not that worried about it. It went really well that first time, so I can probably recreate that. And I was going up to Anderson, which is uh, Kettle Top, which is a very 
I feel like forgiving crowd. They're really like nice. They laugh a lot, regardless of you know if you're really good, if you're not that great, if you're it's starting all that out. Myth. That's uh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> and then that went well, and like I, I felt like I had a pretty good set, and then. So then the next one I didn't prepare that much for level up, but then I brought some friends and some family, that kind of thing, and it felt like it went well. So then, you know, gutties, I was like, oh, this will be a snap. It'll be easy. And then I just, I didn't prepare at all, and it had been over a week, and I just, I forgot a lot of the stuff that I normally did. So it was just, I figured out that it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's definitely not easy, but that was also a small crowd. Right. And usually... If it, if it was funny the first time, it's probably going to be funny every time. Right, right, it's right. just you're not going to get the same reaction. Exactly. You have to do it the same way over and over. Yep. Yeah, and so what I wanted to ask you, though, was uh, I would like to hear maybe where you were going with in your first uh, joke that you were going to do to Zach. <laughs> I am curious as well. When they cut you off. Uh, God, that round thing really threw me off. Because <laughs> um, I actually wrote that roast before he came up with that structure. Right. Because I'm a guy who likes a lot of setup yep. and the punchline to yep. bring it home. And um, where I was going with is that all the conspiracy theories around JFK, because that was the day he got assassinated. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I told BJ before going to that roast, I was like, somebody's going to make a JFK joke reference, and it's going to go completely over the crowd's head, but I'm going to accept it and like it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, but I think it's going to go over the crowd's head. Keep going, though. <laughs> so I, um, I, I wrote this rule way too long, and my punchline was that JFK sent a Terminator back in time to shoot him in the head because he'd rather get his head blown off than um than it wasn't <laughs> i like it's where okay. it's going it's though he'd he, he rather blow his head <clears throat> off than sacrifice 40 years of happiness just just not to listen to zach gardner do comedy <laughs> <laughs> yes that would have like been great Hell yeah that would have been awesome and, but i loved Ooh. i just like i said it was it was it's a great setup and it's like a the the roast battle is an awesome thing. I feel like you guys enjoy it, right? Even if it's like you know, maybe like record wise, you don't maybe feel like you're that happy about I it. But I don't really care too much about the record wise. For me, it's kind of uh, the weeks leading up. It depends on who I've, who I'm roasting, you know, just to make sure that you know things are good. Um, I think it's more fun regardless of who wins if it's a good show. Like, yeah. Like you and Zach was a good show. That, yeah. Like that was fun to watch, even if you didn't win. It was entertaining and the crowd was laughing. Both of you guys seem to have a good time. Like that is what is important to it. And I've told Brad that like that is the the buy-in from the comedians is the most important part of that whole situation. Is it like because I should, probably should ask this before the show, but is it okay if I ask people who are participate questions about the structure of how it goes oh, yeah. down? So I'm curious. Like for me, I kind of feel like like if you guys are going at each other right now i feel like you both should have a microphone and it's like yeah you get a minute or whatever and you get a minute but if you get him and he has something that he can feed off of your joke he can also come right back and make a joke about that you know what i mean rather than being like uh uh i've got to i've got to get all this in and cram all this in in one minute and then oh shit now it's his turn and then no, i got I, I, uh, you're right i think that that's we don't have that structure but i think but that would that's be nice the, but the key to that is is what we've talked about with the passing it after you like cuz i i said it on the recap podcast if you get a big laugh pass it yeah yeah because, you know because there was a couple of comedians that had a couple of matches where they had knockout blows, in my opinion, 
but then they did another like two jokes after that so then you you kind of lost that energy if you keep that knockout blow bam here you go you go now and then that person brings it back with something good that creates a good show but if we're sitting at a lunch table and we're just kind of riffraffing together i'm not gonna let you people would end up talking over each other Probably though, it's just awkward that that one mic. Yeah, that. yeah, but we I do, mean, there we, could be an agreement that's formed between the comedians that, like, right. you know, if you say something really funny, and I yeah. know that I can feed off of that for a second, and like we kind of give this cue with our hand or something, like, hey, I'm gonna say something real quick, and then back to you, you know. Yep. But like, then, it, but then it turns into the whole we are wrestlers, you know, and then it's like, yeah. okay, this is scripted. With this, we go up there, and me and Steven's going up there. I don't know what he's saying, you know. I don't. We don't talk about it before because i i just don't think it gives you guys's writing justice sometimes when you're up there and you're just like reading off a piece of paper like the jokes are funny but they would hit differently if it was like i get to say this joke and then boom motherfucker what you got now you mm-hmm. know rather than being like here's a joke here's a joke here's a joke i got a couple laughs now it's your turn for two minutes and i don't get to say nothing but to, di- to you know what i mean but to dis- disagree with you a little bit the good shows that's what they did yeah, I'm not like, saying the shows weren't good, but I'm just I, saying like the good matchups. That was what they did. Was it would be like a like a, his rap would have totally hit differently if he could have done a like a couple verses from the rap, and then it's the you know like I don't know like well, and that's what we kind of did, and it got all kind of I that, thought that's what I think threw me off. Um, what I wanted to give you props on was that was very creative and entertaining hell yeah i liked well, that and I, well i remember we talked about um i was watching one of the things and i think you even said before i was even i was like man if somebody does a song if they rap it or they yeah do, and he's like that that would hit with and i voted song. for you on that no, round no exactly so that's why i was like <laughs> that was cool i think what threw me off was the, the the beat like when it would come in and i didn't know like what was going to go on with that we definitely need a stage so, manager that's what we're looking for so i think that- we need to get devon a microphone to stand behind the curtain and be the token black guy <laughs> and just come <laughs> pop through every now i'm like oh that shit is whack <laughs> what What's, I, I, don't know what, if, I don't know if Devon would like that as his uh, job, but maybe Devon's seen that movie. I forget what it's called, but <laughs> we know. No hard feelings, Raj. I'll, I'll let Devon just try to, to be funny. That. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be the juice in the morning behind the scenes with that one. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I like I said, I think it's a it's a very entertaining thing that he's got going on, and um, they're looking for you know all kinds of like avenues that it could go down where there's almost a possibility as like like franchises later so like if you wanted to do your own roast battle you kind of use their format and their setup and then that that can take it into like other locations other states and things like that where you could run your own roast battle find that talent to go against each other because roasting is way different than stand-up comedy because because i've seen both of you guys in person and I think you guys are both funny, and it's just it's a different situation when you're going up there to make fun of the other person and kind of play off of each other. What would you if that do? Makes sense. Well, I'm now I'm just spitballing, but I just think I, I'm interested in how you guys would feel about this. What would you do if they were like, we're getting you two to go against each other, and then you get there and he's like, just kidding, by the way. We're doing random draws to see who goes against each other. That's what happened to me against Ray Hensley two times ago. Oh, really? I was supposed to up against Bradley Scott. And then the day of the roast, he backed out. He backed out. So I had about three hours to prepare for Ray. Oh, wow. But I think that on the spot would be fun because it. it it gives you, you know, more. Now quick, we're seeing the real creative it, quick wits, you juices know, on the spot. It's not just okay. I got Steven, so I've got a whole two weeks to prepare. And then, if but if they did that, that would definitely screw with you because I'll be thinking, oh man, I've got all these jokes for Steven. Then I get pulled out. I've got Justin. That's who right. I'm going against. Oh, it's like, like what you were saying that. Oh my god. 
Hats off to you for doing that. I think that would be extremely tough too. And well, think, you would have to get real mean. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, It'd be a lot more appearance, and yeah, uh, yeah a lot of fat jokes in that one. <laughs> and shoes are whack, dude. <laughs> right. Well, when you say the a lot of fat jokes, are you say there's a lot of fat comedians? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with my extra turkey weight I packed on. Hey, I've been to the I've been uh, in the crowd. Dude, I don't know if that's extra turkey weight. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. in the crowd. He's he, Steven's not wrong. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, you know I've gained a little bit of weight over the uh, last couple of years. It's just the way it is, man. Getting that dad bod before your kid. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, that's another thing I just want to throw out there. Uh, I can talk about it now on the podcast. It's We've known for a while, but my wife just announced that uh, we are going to be having a baby. <sighs> I'm proud of you, buddy. Congrats. I'm going to save. May 29th is the due date. I'm going to save 30 that, minutes of the show. Is that the Indy 500? <laughs> yeah. Indy 500, baby. Oh, I won't be there because I'll be at the Indy 500. Exactly. I'll be thinking of you. I won't be there either. I'll be in the snake pit <laughs> jamming a m- marshmallow. No, it's, I, I want to get all sentimental, but I'll save us 30 minutes. I'm proud of you, bud. No, I, I can't, appreciate I can't it, wait, It's man. awesome. It's exciting. It's crazy. Uh, my wife went through an insane amount of injections. That she, picture was so I've told powerful her, that she put together. I've told her multiple times that she had a lumpy butt for a long time <laughs> because when you give those <laughs> when you give those injections, it kind of bruises up occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she loved that. Oh, yeah. She was a big fan. She was a big fan. But that, uh, what she put together for that picture was powerful, yeah. man. I mean, and that, like, what I, what's funny about uh, that picture that she posted jen posted a picture with syringes needles like medicate empty medication bottles and like a heart around the uh the announcement of the name and like a couple other things and um when i was walking by as she was like preparing it i was like is that all of it and she was like no that's not even half so i was like wow we went through like a lot more than i expected no it was a very expensive process so this baby better be worth it yeah Better take care of me when I get older. <laughs> Elliot, if you're listening to this and I'm dead and gone, I don't know, just like look into the research of bringing somebody back because that's like been my dream forever. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> then we can do roast battles, nursing home edition. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, uh, that's one of those in, things. In that moment, I just, because I just finished watching Iron Man or the end game and all I could picture is me sitting there being like, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want, kid. Because yep. your dad loves cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. I love you 3,000. So um, now you're going to be my little sports star. Yep. You do great for your mommy, but don't forget about me and be like, hey, you were there for some of my life too, so here's <laughs> Uncle Johnny, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did a podcast with your dad, so you should like give me a million dollars. So uh, off that topic, though, Stephen, you just joined us. What's uh what's been your favorite part of the comedy scene in Indianapolis so far? How long have you been doing comedy as well? Oh goodness. I've been doing comedy since I was in college at Ball State. Oh, uh, Ball State, chirp chirp, right? Yeah, I started when I was 20 in 2015, but I took a year because I graduated and I lived down in Atlanta for a year. Okay. Ew. And I came back in 2017. It was pretty much a hard reset. Right. So what years were you at Ball State again? You said 2015? Yeah, I graduated in 2016. Okay. So 2012 to 2016. So we were there... 2010 I was just leaving Ball State because yeah. I had been there for about nine years. Oh. Didn't graduate. Uh, <laughs> had a good time. <laughs> good time. Good fucking time. Ruined the credit score. Um, but no, it was uh, there were a lot of good parties, a lot of good times. Um, what did you go to Ball State for? 
<laughs> theater. So I worked down in a okay. theater down in Atlanta. Nice. But I, like I did with my jokes on at Gutties. I worked in tech. I do technical theater, so lights is my mm-hmm. primary thing. Nice. Um, but for shows down there, I had to do lighting, sound, and projections. Right. Mostly at the same time, but. But didn't want to do that anymore. Could down you do there. movie sets and stuff? I probably could if I. Yeah. I can learn it on the fly, probably. Right. I'm glad we've got your number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. <laughs> we're we, trying. We to have a rich very, one day. We have a very ambitious idea for a couple of movies that a friend of ours has written the scripts for but it's like uh another friend of mine was like do you understand how expensive and how much time and effort to make it look professional that it would take for you guys like because we couldn't do it like he and i aren't gonna fucking be able to figure that out um so i'm like very i'm very hesitant to do that and another thing that we've talked about is um doing a fictional podcast because it's almost like a radio show so it's a lot easier. It's a lot less technical, like lighting and things like that. We can just talk into the microphones and have somebody produce and edit it. And Let's make not it give away something. all our ideas here, bud. <laughs> well, I haven't given away the actual idea of the story. <laughs> yeah, There's I, a I million people doing fictional podcasts. Um, but yeah, but we would do it better. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But no, so so you went there for, for that. Yeah, I came back in 2017 because I came back a, a broken man every sense of the word. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't what know that. My, Atlanta's rough, though. Yeah, but my car broke down on New Year's Eve 2016, so I spent the last six months I was there pretty much stranded going oh back and going to the theater. But Trying not to get stabbed to death or robbed. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta's rough, dude. Actually, that year I was there, a tire got let out, out of the zoo. Oh my god! <laughs> could you could you imagine <laughs> getting eaten by a Bengal tiger in Atlanta? Jesus Christ! That'd be worse. That'd be much better than living down there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but it's weird because when I, before I left down there, the comedy scene was literally just crackers yeah. and Morty's. Yeah. And since I came back, you know, it's expanded to jokers crackers downtown because it used to be in broad ripple right i remember is it um, no longer in broad ripple no it closed down like eight two years ago yep. oh yeah. shit um helium's now morty's on all these all different open mics now gutties taverns other places so it's really nice to see it expand a lot in turns place i feel like it's it's i feel like it's kind of huge right now it stand-up is up comedy and it makes me nervous because it feels like when I started the podcast, like it felt like everybody was starting a podcast when I started mine about four or five years ago. You fucking hipster. And then I feel like I'm like, <laughs> okay. yeah, and then I'm trying stand-up comedy when it feels like everybody and their brother is doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Thanks, so maybe bro. I'm just jumping into the saturated markets every time, and then I'm never going to break through because I'm just average. No, you're above average, buddy. <laughs> no, that's that's something that I want to work in. Both ways. That's something I want to work into a... Uh, a joke at some point is just being extremely average at everything. That's that's my routine every time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be stealing from Stephen Riley. <clears throat> so so you came back. Uh, what's what's uh, the what's the goals with comedy for both of you guys? We'll let Stephen start, and then we can go over to Darren. Man, I'm kind of hoping to at least get a lot more shows <laughs> going. Get get some dollar get, dollar get, bills, y'all. Get more experience so I can go to these bigger markets right. like New York, Chicago, maybe LA. Um so you're wanting to travel and do the do the, yeah. the traveling comedian. Yeah, I'm, I'm comedian job. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Darren? What do you think? I'm just enjoying it, honestly, just 
I don't want to sound goofy, but social skills. I mean, I've got social skills, but just go out and meet new people. Um, yeah, you're and, working on them. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. But, uh, no, but I just like about it is, you know, if I can make people laugh. You know, I've like I said, I've done Fort Wayne. We saw my earlier, all the different places I went. And I remember went to Fort Wayne, and this old lady didn't laugh at anybody else's jokes. But when I got out there and made a cat joke, she's... I've got 47 of those at home. And the the sad truth, she probably did, but she she laughed, you know, and she's out there having a good time. So it's like, if I can make people laugh and just have some fun at it, you know, cool. And then she was going to Kurt Cobain herself that night. Probably. Come on. (laughs) Cats would probably eat her. She's going to cat Cobain herself. (laughs) You know, a cat will only, will after two days eat your dead body. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Way before a dog ever will. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not a even dog, a cat's a, the devil. A dog will go a week without food before it'll start eating you. A cat's just like, meh. Meh. Yeah. I expected it. I'm going to go shit in a shoe, <laughs> and then I'm going <laughs> to snack on you some more, you know? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything against cats. I just have never really owned them. Yeah. I grew up with a mom who's a vet doctor, so they're just everywhere. She was a vet doctor. Yeah. So she well, took, she's a she vet. She took care of vets? She's a... Sorry, this, but this, I, I, I gotta work with this guy. And, and after the show, I gotta hang out with him. Oh, oh, yes. No, so no, he's pretty cool. Um, I, I heard you talk about on stage a little bit sports. Did you play sports when you were growing up? Yes, I I played baseball. That yeah. that was that was true. And I ran cross country. But yeah. you got a wicked arm, dude. I sucked at both. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I don't have a good arm at all. They put me in the outfield all the time. I could barely get it to the infield. <laughs> oh, <laughs> still better than the Reds. You uh, look like you got that fucking whip. That well, I want to I want to I want to know this. He too. was going to say basketball one hundred percent. Where's you? What? I, he, I did play basketball too. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, Darren wanted to bring up the fact that. Uh, you guys are both wearing socks, your favorite teams, and also Darren. Man, I don't want to be a mean guy and talk uh. shit, but them feet look tiny, dude. <laughs> dude. I just noticed it because Johnny's got his giant shit kickers next to you. It's all right. I, I, I get a discount on shoes, so hey, I'm saving money. What are those Keds? No, they're vans. They're just they're just they're just dirty. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm I'm overstepping my boundaries. I'm not a roaster by any means. I got, I got the, got him for the kids' price. So, hey. so you're no, you're, you got the, you're I've the seen, Cubs fan. I've seen nurses Obviously. with bigger feet than that. Too. <laughs> the one that put her finger in her in his ass actually did. I mean, she had, she had a deep voice too. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so you guys are both like baseball fans, though, right? Yeah. Like I, I don't. I've never really followed baseball. I've always said my favorite team is the Detroit Tigers just because my uncle liked them when At I was going At least you're not out. Cubs fans. Ah. Cubbies, right? Are you a Cubby fan? Were, you a, a were fan. you a Cubs fan before the success? Before the success. I've been a Cubs fan since I was a little kid. As, I respect as that. As I'm looking at the Cubs uh, lanyard, my first um, Little League team I was on was the Cubs. Grandpa was a Cubs fan. Went through all the heartache, you know, with that Steve, whatever his name was. Bartman. Whatever. Yeah, Bartman. That's that's your cousin, I bet. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just screwing with him. Free roast. What do you fun. think of that incident anyways? Oh, it was garbage. But I think, though, all the hell they gave him, like, I think I would have, you know, calmed it down a little bit. Because the Cubs still, <laughs> it wasn't like that was a walk-off home run and they lost the game. The Cubs still lost the game themselves. They let the momentum <laughs> get to them and, you know, but. See, I just had a family member that was a very aggressive aggressive Cubs fan when I was a kid. So it was always like, you're watching the Cubs games. You're a Cubs fan in this house. And it'd be and like, that's well, what I said too with that lisp and everything. I, I'm going to fucking hate the Cubs for the rest of my life because of that. 
And well, see, I was the opposite. Man. I became a White Sox fan and then a Reds fan. Grandpa was Cubs fan, yeah. and because I know nothing about speak, baseball, and he's of, like, "You're the worst fan of all time." Thanks for that. <laughs> speaking of Atlanta, you know, me and my grandpa was watching the Braves game, and he's like, "Them damn Braves beat the Cubbies," and I was like, "Well, I bet him to blow years out there." For no, you're good because when I beat Cubbies, I got to run for the. Flu- Never mind. I was gonna make a pedophile <laughs> joke there, but not going there. <laughs> I lost it. I had it, then I lost it. But. Yeah. That's a CT. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very strobe like but yeah baseball is cool <laughs> what we was going with baseball is pretty cool that's so one one sport i wish i would have stayed in when i was a kid same what, here what uh steven what what got you into the cincinnati reds well, was it a local thing well first of all i can watch them okay so, so technically yes <laughs> <laughs> um i was actually my fourth grade team was the was the reds and we won the championship that year so that may contribute to that but I could watch them, and right. I, I just liked watching them. So there you go. Yeah, it's I, I, I don't know. That's kind of how I just never. I really was watched. I had a team I, I played on in my youth, and I was like, I was a White Sox, and I was a Red, and then I was I like, those are my two favorite teams. I think I never like I played I played baseball up until like elementary school. But Ken Griffey Jr. when I was a kid, when he played for the Reds, that changed my life. All I did was uh, sit in the outfield, pick grass, put it in my mitt, throw it up in the air. <laughs> That's all I did because I did not care one. You were that kid. Yeah, that was. I was the one that they put in right field because they knew nothing really was going to go over there. Yep. I could just hang out, put my mitt on my head. It makes a lot of play sense. Play around out. There's a lot of things that make a lot of sense right now. That's no. why your mom and dad spent that money. No, yeah. I just think I just think that baseball, dude. When I was growing up, playing it was like one of the most boring sports out of all of the sports. It depends on I don't, I don't know. I think it was because I also I think it was because I wasn't good at it. So like playing out in the right field and that kind of stuff. Like you don't really get any action out there, so you're just kind of standing around not doing. Anything. I bet you'd be a great tennis player. And I was a. You're built like a hostile dude. I was <laughs> like, I was really. You're fucking, yeah. You got really long arms, so like Ooh. tennis, Ooh. it wouldn't. I feel like you'd be a really good tennis player. Yeah, you know, I didn't mean any disrespect by that. I was just saying like you. He have, means all the disrespect. I, I do, but I'm. I mean, not really. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. If you take it as that, take it as that. But I just mean like a hostile was like it had a really big wig span, and you look like you have very long arms, like tennis. I couldn't imagine. I played a little bit of tennis when I was growing up. I was like. Yeah, James Carrot, everybody's like six four, and he's got this huge wingspan, and it'd be like, oh, I'm gonna fit this, and no, you gotta hit that. No, yep. fucking go go gadget arm. Boop. Yeah, just, yeah, fantastic. Reliving childhood anger. <laughs> no, um, so we talked about sports. We talked about uh, you got a football f- team. The future of comedy. Yeah, I watch. I watch the Colts. I cheer for the Colts. Big fan. Of Good the Colts. man. Huge fans here. They're also without plenty of players again this weekend. So, so you got a Pacers shirt on? You a Pacers fan? Yes. Hell yeah! I think this is one of the best teams we've had in years. Uh, I'm actually enjoying them. Watch. I'm gonna let you guys talk about that. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm enjoying the Pacers this year, man. And we haven't even got Victor back yet. No, I know. It's it's been amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Except for last night when Trey Young dropped. He dropped 49, but we won. Yeah. Especially since we were missing all all the shots. Hell yeah! And it's crazy. Well, his. Well, he had 49, and I think the rest of his team only scored like 19, which that's crazy because yeah. we could have easily lost that game. We yeah, played we, like shit in the first half. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, <laughs> so, but Malcolm Brogdon, huge fan. Yeah, he's really. Bucks right there, boy. That's yeah. my boy. Yeah, he's. I, I really love what he brings to the Pacers. He's just kind of, and he wants to be here. That's yeah, nice. That's, yeah, it's, that's nice. Uh, DeMontis a bonus, man. I'm yeah. so glad we didn't get rid of him. Yeah, me too. He's hearing though. They're talking about potentially trading either him or Turner. So they, I mean, they were at first until we signed him. Yeah. But uh, 
I love Miles Turner, but I w- I'm riding with Demonis. Yeah. I would really have Sabonis I- all I'm day long. I'm with Turner. I used to work at Starbucks, and uh, he came in one time, and it was cool. He didn't say his name was Miles, though. He gave a fake name. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy and everything, but like yeah. when it comes to the what they... He, he needs to step up. That's all I'm going to say. He's got to just play bigger. That's what I you mean. Know what That's I mean? what I mean. Like, the ball comes. You got to be out there and... Put yeah. your body on I, I would give him credit for last night. He was probably the difference maker because he was a defensive anchor. When he was not on the floor in the second half, we struggled. Oh, yeah. Defensively. He he is definitely like, he's like the Roy Hibbert that we should have had. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, Roy Hibbert was a defensive beast. But Who's that guy we got? Giorgio Vinny. or G- Greggio or whatever? On the Pacers, yeah, the foreign dude, number eighty. Oh, go 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 Batazzi. He, I mean, he's showing a little bit of potential. You know, yeah. I still don't understand how draft pick at all. <laughs> That's just me. I'm like, eh, we're already having problems with Sabonis and Turner, <laughs> so let's use our pick on a, another center. Yes, six eleven. The name sounded like something from like Cirque du Soleil. It might be. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I know he's foreign. He was playing in a foreign league, I think. Yeah, you're, he's from yeah. Georgia, the country of Georgia. <clears throat> well, uh, another thing that I wanted to ask about that's ne- neither sports uh, related, so I apologize that I'm just kind of quickly shifting gears on you guys. Um, what made you think that you could do comedy? Because I think the question that's the cliche one is like, uh, who did you, who do you like look up to? I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what made you think that you're, you were qualified to be able to pull it off. Okay, so yeah, that's a good question. Because yeah, last time you guys asked me who uh, my favorite stand, one of my favorite standups was, I look at it as it's not even could I do it. I'm like, let me try it. Let me try it. Let's go for it. You know, um, I've I was the I was the class clown back um, back in high school. I'll be honest. You know, I was goofing off in school. Um, everybody would laugh. Um, I worked at the mall, had people cutting up at the mall, had the, you know, security guards laughing, just whatever. So I was like, you know, I'm good, you know, in one-on-one conversation. So I was like, let's just take it to the stage, see what happens. Um, it's one of those things, um, you know, it's like if it didn't work, it doesn't work. And at times I was thinking, man, you know, this is comedy really for me. Cause like we was talking earlier, the first two gigs was like really good. And then you hit that third or fourth gig and you kind of hit that, you know, that little, you know talking to the mic okay yeah um and then you hit that kind of that downcline you know and, and i'm i'm be honest my last couple um kind of sets have kind of went you know a little bit down south but that's why i said um you know if i do a couple couple um mics a week and then just get that you know momentum and does it feel like uh almost like uh i feel like it it's gonna be like golf where do you feel like you, you have, can overwork it you have well well that too yeah like yeah. you can do too overthink, many sets overthink or over? Are you no, saying I mean like, do it? I mean like, can you just like if I'm driving here and then I'm driving there and I'm gonna do two or three sets here here tonight and then the next night I'm doing two oh. here and then I'm doing three. You definitely get burned out. Burn like, you remember out. playing those like little uh, Mortal Kombat's? You get the power ups. Yeah, it's almost like you use your power up and like, damn, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I how am I fighting without a power up? If the, okay. if you're kind of getting that you know imagery in your head. So. Gotcha. How about you, Steven? What made you think that you could do it? Ah. Uh, um, I have no idea. He didn't want to get eaten by a tiger. Yeah, <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to do comedy since I was 16 years old. Okay, and I just and I always had this dry sense of humor, anyways, and I always made my, well, hopefully made my friends laugh genuine. Right. Um, so I just went up there one day. Um, I actually kind of bombed my first time, but I went on a couple couple months later, and I did. How much better. did you prepare for the first time? 
gonna be honest probably a week yeah um and then my second time because i actually had a better joke i could go with it's mm -hmm. actually a joke that actually carried on from my first two years yeah because only two jokes really survived my first two that's years. crazy i can completely see that because yeah keep going though um but i got i just got better and better at it you know mm -hmm. i got better with my timing that's that's when i could that's when I think I could do it, um, especially since earlier this month I did my first headlining gig. That's awesome. Nice. Where uh, was that at? Vern's. Nice. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So do you like uh, do you like Vern's out there? You guys both like Vern's? I, I went there a couple times. And it's, it's, it's a good place. Yeah. I just wish and it's quieter maybe right. just because the bar people. You yeah, know, there's they, like three different things going down there. Yeah, there's like feels, the yeah, bar feels, in the middle. There's a, yeah, then there, you yeah. know, it's like. Oh. I met Steven's grandma there. She was a real nice lady. Yeah, she came to my headline oh, show. Oh, yeah? yeah? You sounded like you had something you were about to say <laughs> there. <laughs> no, so I did, when I did my set, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. And she was sitting with, uh, who was that, your the, brother? That, that was my dad. And then my brother came later. Yeah, and I was <laughs> And I said, oh, you guys are, uh, I said, you guys, uh, love's in the air or something, you know, because, and then she's like, no, that's my, that's my son. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, that, so, that, that's her son-in-law. Oh, son-in-law. My mom's her daughter. Okay. So this is something I, I like to ask comedians that come on, uh, just because I'm curious. And sometimes I get an answer for a person that I've never heard or seen before. Were you... Was there a point that you were ever watching a, sta a specific comedian or a specific um, show, like a uh, set, that you went, I'm doing that, that you knew just in that moment, like, hey, I'm doing that now. That's what I want to do. Like, did you have a comedian just hit a joke or hit a wave that you were like, you heard the laughs in the background and you were like, yep, I'm doing that. That's what I'm going to choose to do the rest of my life. And my first comedian was probably, I can't believe it, when I was 13 with George Carlin. He was hilarious. Um, Goat. One of the goats. But that wasn't the first time. I'm, I think had to be Jim Gaffigan and his bacon joke. Really? It was the first time like... I Gaffigan's awesome. Hell yes. yeah. Hell yeah. So so Gaffigan was the first one. Like what what have you... Have, have, have you still become... Like have you stayed a fan of comedy of like other people? And who do you like pay attention to now? Um... Well, I, I pay attention to this one guy who just had a special come out on uh, Mike Berbigula. I don't know if you know He's him. He's a, yeah. Don't Johnny, get, always, <laughs> Johnny always gets, uh, he gives me shit because I think he's fucking hilarious. He's one of my favorite comedians yeah, of absolutely. all time, but he doesn't really get a lot of like credit, I think, from people that are, like in Johnny's case, like a big fan of comedy, but Johnny's like fandom of comedy is a different style of comedy than Berbiglia. I think yeah. he's funny, but I'm never going to be looking for a comedy damn, show he's funny and to pick me, his out over somebody else you that's, know that's fair but he he actually has my favorite set which he did not record it's sleepwalk with me oh which, yeah which he made a movie about but he also had an album about it mm -hmm. and that album's actually my favorite and the in the album is that where he talks about the hotel room and falling out the yep. window yes yep. yes. yes that oh is that is that is a great great album i mm. yes i will give him that but yeah he's funny he's just not my like He's not the first guy to pop up into yeah. my head. Well, yeah. and you and you asked about that. Did you want to also answer as well? Because yes. I, I have something I want to jump to after we answer this. Yeah, when I was probably around thirteen or fourteen, uh, Brian Regan. Uh, I love Brian Regan. See, these are my guys right here. <laughs> yeah, that's one guy. I like I can't... Brian Regan a well, fucking lot too. And the thing is, is, it's not even like the material. I remember it just used to be on Comedy Central late at night, and 
shouldn't even been up, you know. Yeah, he's when I would go to sleep. I should have been asleep. <laughs> well, I used to wake up in the middle of the night, you know. So he's I, one of my I'd, favorite. I'd play the video games or whatever, and then when I get home, take a nap or whatever, wake up two or three in the Wait, morning. Wait, I always get these two. Talking about trifocals. I, I, I always <laughs> get these two mixed up. He Is he the one with the puppet or not? No. no. no that's that's Chuck uh, Dunham. That's, yeah. That's yeah. done. Okay, so Regan's Jeff just Dunham. a really clean guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Well, I don't think Regan's he's, clean. He's, was he, was he he's clean. He's definitely clean. He does it like, and the thing is, though, he's so good. In my opinion, that you don't really notice that he's probably he's being clean. Ooh, I notice because I'm not a fan. But no, him <laughs> you just don't fucking laugh at something that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that, and I'd be like, man, I want to do that. that. Sounds fun. And then Dane Cook. Dane Cook was just he was electric when he came on. I know a lot of people I give him shit. You and I and in at Ball State sitting around a circle watching a vicious circle <laughs> yeah like one of the first times we ever met i doubt either one of us i doubt you even remember but we were down in a basement passing helium well everybody else was passing like they had the balloons with yep. the uh in dale's basement yep. i probably shouldn't have just incriminated half of our friends but they were doing that and you were doing dang cook bits and i was doing dang cook bits and it was just like having a good fucking I've, time you i've know? told i've told comedians on here before um back when i was like in college i used to like he and i used to watch a ton of stand-up comedy together and then when we'd go out we would like basically steal those jokes because a lot of kids our age were not watching stand-up comedy yeah. so like yeah. we were funny to the to like our friends and stuff but like basically we were stealing a lot of the <laughs> yeah. stuff and it was funny because it, i used it a lot on like girls because yep. girls like didn't watch stand-up comedy a lot and not like you know i don't know about now i feel like there is a little bit more acceptance from the female crowd of stand-up comedy but i feel like the stand-up comedy crowd's predominantly male and then they bring their wives and girlfriends to watch that kind of thing and uh but every now and then you'd run across a girl that'd be like i heard that by like uh dan cook and i'm like well, yeah, I i'm it. not talking to that chick for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the night well, and <laughs> i gotta use the bathroom we'll be back <laughs> i gotta get the fuck away from you um before you call me out no it was just it was funny because we because i used it as like a uh, a tactic because one of the things that you know always made sense to me was if you uh who was it there was somebody that I don't remember who it is, but basically I remember like hearing somebody say, if you are having the best time out, then people are going to gravitate towards you to where you don't even really have to try no. to like hook up with girls and hang out with people and make friends. Because if you're having a good time, everybody kind of gravitates towards that because they want to figure out what's going on and they want to be a part of it. And that's like why, like that's what I think kind of developed my feel like I I have a need like to be a part of like a center of the attention. That's why I do the podcast. That's why I've done pretty much everything that I've done ever when it comes to like media and stuff like that. But what I wanted to actually ask you guys, um, I had a friend who was like a really like serious writer. He wanted to do stand-up comedy. He was too scared. Never did it. Um, he used to like he used to actually do the podcast with me like a long time ago. Um, and he and I used to have like small arguments about do you have to have kind of like a troubled or like something going on in your head or like, you know, bad times happen to be successful in comedy, writing, things like that. Do you, do you think that that's something that's necessary? Because that's one thing I used to always tell him because I was like, I want to be successful when it comes to anything creative. And I've kind of had a pretty vanilla life of like, I've gotten shot by my best friend. And that's kind of the most adversary that I've ever like really come up against. 
So like pretty much everything else has been pretty easy for me. Wasn't it Joe Coy that was talking about how he had a really good upbringing and he's a pretty good comedian? Yeah. That's true. I have not heard him say that, but I that mean, I believe he sense. was on Fighter and the Kid talking about that. I think like if you have like a troubled past or if you're making jokes about that, I think you can relate to it more. Right. You're more of accepting if somebody, you know, goes to look at your Wikipedia page or whatever, you know, if you're you know, famous or whatever. But I think um I mean, I don't know. I think it it really just goes. I mean, I've seen you know, you really and you really can't tell if somebody's had like a troll past. I guess you can, but some people they just they hide it so well. Right. So it's like But I feel like but the argument I had with my friend you know. was he felt that you did have to have some sort of like tr- like trouble. You had to have like trouble no. like trouble bringing upbringing. You had to have some trials and tribulations that you went through to really be able to write and have if something that's your meaningful. Sti- if that's, that's your, your style, style of comedy, yeah, you could definitely use it as a launching pad. Like I have mm-hmm. a genetic disorder. Mm-hmm. That's that's I joke about that a lot. Um, but no, I, I think you don't, you definitely don't need it. Just yeah, Brian Callen's hilarious comedian, in my opinion. He grew up a millionaire. Did he really? Yeah, he was riding first. He was riding in uh, private planes his entire childhood growing up. That's crazy. Where's what's Brian Callen from? Like what? Like when you say that, with like, where did his like family money come from? Do you know? Uh, his dad was like a. Um, I know you've listened to him, so I just fuck. was curious. It's uh, his dad was like some 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 like important scientist. Oh really? Or some shit. It's interesting. Like, yeah, he's he's really funny. Like he's like a. Uh, he's very good at. I don't. You know? Do you guys know who he is? Like Brian Callen. He's from. Uh, he does the fighter and a kid with Brandon Schaub. He does a lot. He's, he's a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah, he's he's Joe. Like he is legitimately like in jo- Joe Rogan's camp, where like he's got all those friends that are. He also is legitimately comedians. Rogan's best friend because they're the oldest of the group. And then he branches off. He does the fighter and a kid with Brendan Shaw, but he's got a bunch of stand-up specials. But he, well, I, I'm not surprised a lot of people don't know him because he does his specials on Amazon instead right. of Netflix. Right. He's you trying know? to hit a different market. Yeah, but he's like a very. Um, you know, he pantomimes. You know, he's very Robin Williams-esque with his mo- I movements. I want to learn more about that and do more of that because when I tell stories to my friends in person, I do a lot of the acting out of stuff, mm-hmm. and I haven't done it on stage yet. I think that's just knowing what your bit is. Right. Yeah. Um, I have learned once I'm confident in a bit, then I can actually start adding stuff to Like it. acting out and doing stuff. I think that... I think once you get to set down, yep. then that's when you can start adding, adding right. that as well. That's like, I just, it's so crazy because, like, you think you're going to go up there and just be able to tell stories just like you have. If you did that little that little dance thing I was telling you about, look, look like the robot thing. Like, if you did that for some, like, one of your bits, that would be hilarious. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Johnny's somebody, guys, that I've told to uh, get his shit together and try stand up comedy. He's had a couple of people tell him that. What I want to tell you guys I've is had a lot of people I've never tell me had that. anybody tell me that I should do stand up comedy, and I'm still <laughs> yeah. trying to do it. And uh, they, Every book that I've read, everything that I've researched says, oh, have you been told by your friends and family that you should do stand up? Like you should probably at least try it to see if you've got some success. Last time we I've were- never had anybody tell me that. And I still feel confident <laughs> enough in myself that I can do it. Johnny has been told by people and he has uh, I've been told by many people. I just I'm scared of it. I don't know. He is scared because so what do you guys have? Encouraging I, lo- words I for love him? to write. But like when we were at Kettle Top, I had comedians being like, dude, you're hilarious. You need to go up there. And I'm like, I'm gonna- now I'm even more scared because when I write, I have this weird OCD about it has to be absolutely perfect. Everything I like if I'm 
I couldn't play video games when I was a kid because like if I messed something up and I had to restart or I died, I'd restart the entire game. Like I can't it's like a weird OCD thing with me. So weirdo like OCD. if i'm playing like if i'm playing g grand theft auto and i'm halfway through the game and i died during a mission i would restart the entire game from the very beginning mission because it's like a weird fucked up thing in my head you feel like your character died so you need to like be a new character you yeah know? like well i i messed that up now i have to restart everything and do it perfect yeah i get that i i played crash bandicoot on playstation so i, <laughs> I love that game and those, they have those passcodes that Every I, haven't so played often. That. I haven't played that since what? That's me and my mom's favorite game. We really? Play it. We play it on the holidays. I bought her a PlayStation Pro. That's awesome. Well, I bought we bought it for my stepdad so that he could play Madden. Mm-hmm. But then we were like, you know, we're going to buy mom Crash Bandicoot. So That's awesome. After we beat dad up like 407 <laughs> to 12 in Madden. <laughs> yeah. So... so so what advice do you have for him? Because how would I, I get cause, started? Because like, I told him I what I told him and what I asked of him, and he still hasn't uh, come through. <laughs> I said, write one joke. Just try to write one joke. Read the book that I give you. Write one joke, and then we'll go from there. Each week we meet for the podcast, we can talk about it, and then by the time you get to three or four jokes, you have three to five minutes then you could try it on stage i've written like six or seven but so I'll give you some. <laughs> he just off. won't tell me that i just throw throwing them away because i don't they're not perfect i'll give you some rookie advice i mean you're gonna go up there and you might think in your head that your joke's gonna be perfect but something something out there in the audience or something's gonna be not perfect so you know you're gonna have to throw throw away the ocd just go out there try it out um and then if you don't like it then you don't ever see that's what's crazy when i'm doing something like that in a social setting i don't mind being a fuck up mm-hmm. and then, then then comedy's perfect for you, you go out there <laughs> i would i would like rather do like shit and then laugh at myself about it than be like worried about it but like there's other i don't know i don't, I think I just if don't I know how to do it do it just so you have that relatability it's the know? writing thing i can't you know so then so then when you know you're on you know when you're on stage or you don't do it on stage so then when you have like the com the comedians in here then you can be like oh, okay like i you know just yeah there's a few people that i've talked to though i don't know if this will help you at all um there's a few people i've talked to that their process is not to write the whole joke they just write beats or like just a couple of keywords and then they go up and try that and then they figured it out almost like in a reverse engineering see way. i like that because i'm more of a off the top of my head like give me a subject and i'll figure it out well that's that's but if like i sit and write it i'm gonna write it 77 times and then i'm gonna I mix have a hard it all time, up i have a hard time writing like i talk i because i use <sighs> In my when I'm writing, I'm like I I feel like I'm focused, so I'm writing out words that I'm never gonna say on stage. What's a process that works for you? Like, do you have a do you have the shit down to molecules? <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's like your responses are extremely honest. It's great. Um, but what I do is that I have a topic. I just vomit. I just write, write, write until I can't write anymore. I can you write a, with your own vomit. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes <yeah. laughs> it actually helps. <laughs> uh, but what I actually do after that is, after I'm done writing uh, as much as I can, I put the paper down, flipped over, and I try to recite it, talking to myself out loud. Yeah, trying Ooh, to recite good, it. Good tip. And then I can, you know, maybe think of some singers that I couldn't think about when I was writing. That's exactly what I did when I was writing jokes when I went to Ball State. That's exactly how I wrote it. Right. That's a that's a very good uh, that's a good method. That's a both good of them had really attempt. good yeah like, or not attempt but a a method that you could try because everything 
I feel like everything works differently for people. He's going to force me to get up there. There's just no if. I just, just want him now. to try it because <laughs> I want him to like feel what it's like to do it. Because I feel like he's... It's, it's what I've felt like when I meet a lot of people. I feel like there's a lot of people that are way more talented than me. But I'm like more willing to try things that other people are not willing to try. So then I feel like I need to like try to push them to try it because... Maybe they could have like a ton of success where I could have like a mediocre level of, of success, but like I see in them like what I lack. So like I'm like, oh, you should try this yeah. because you're good at this. Like you're good at like making people laugh on the spot. And whereas I'm just like, well, like with the podcast, we talked about that 10 years ago and you're like, I didn't, I never expected him to be like, okay, when he was like, all right, we're going to do it. Never expected yep. him to actually get all the it was equipment. Like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's like you're a little kid and you tell your dad, "I'm getting trampoline." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that's that's what's awesome about him is you can be like, "Yeah, we got this idea," and rather than doing nothing about it for six months, he's like, "Yeah, man, we'll start it tomorrow." And then tomorrow he's starting it. Like, I'm just, I'm just a very, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a very. There's no false prophecies with throw him, a bunch know? of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> We're definitely the opposite person. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, there was there was one thing. I'll, there was one other thing I wanted to get to before we took a break. Um, you remind me of Mike Birbiglia. The more I talk to you, yeah. <laughs> And um, I like that. I, I mean that in a good way. I'm not saying that I hate the guy. No, hey, John, I, know, can I, know, catch, I know. Can you catch John? Yeah. Where Where do you guys? Uh, I can swallow too. <laughs> After he gets <laughs> the finger in his butt, that's what he. That's what he likes to do. I'm gay now. <laughs> I, I I am. He tried it and he found out he liked <laughs> it. Fucking, he wasn't here for that conversation. So, but I mean, stuff stuff me in the freezer and call me a fish stick because I'm a gay fish now, baby. <laughs> I, I had a so since you weren't here for that, I had a constipation issue a few weeks ago that caused me to miss the show. Mm. And about ten minutes sitting in the doctor's office, she's like, "Well, gonna have to stick a finger in your butt." And I was like, "Well, yeah. first time for everything." <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and oh what did you say about it uh no he said it was uh I, I can't the remember. first the first unwanted uh it was it was the first unwanted i don't i can't remember <laughs> see in the moment it was funny but it I was can't. like it, basically in the moment he had said something like it being the first unwanted finger he's had in his butt yeah. so then that made me immediately start to think so there's been multiple times that you've <laughs> wanted it in there. Uh, not wanted, just being experimental because she not was, scared, right? She, she was. I'm not scared she, either. Like, she was hot enough. If, I mean, if the girl wants to do it, man, I'm just gonna let her go ahead and listen, just do whatever. If she's she wants hot to enough, do. and she wants to go knuckles deep. <laughs> <laughs> How many knuckles are we talking? <laughs> she just needs to know Four? that. Four? That's two. That's two fingers, dude. No, I mean a knuckle. <laughs> I meant, I meant <laughs> okay. knuckle. So if she wants to throw a knuckler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no like, spin on that baseball. But Woo! I mean, I'm just throwing her a curveball here. If she gets pregnant, I'm not going to be there. Because <laughs> oh, there's a home run baseball joke there too, but I just can't. I can't um, figure it out right now. <clears throat> so the last thing I wanted to get to before we uh, take a break because we have another podcast showing up here in a minute, and, so and we're gonna. Um, hang out with them and talk to them about their show so that we like i said we're gonna have almost three hours by the time we're done with this um where do you guys want to be in the next uh let's say next year where do you like what would you like to accomplish in the next year that's kind of a vague question no what would you like to accomplish in comedy I mean, in the next year uh, oh okay I mean, well now my, I, I mean my my goal is to 
be on a, I be on an actual <laughs> show, not an open mic, and that's already planned. I so misheard what she goal. said. Okay, I, go ahead. I, yeah, sorry about that. Go I was ahead. thinking, like, Darren, where do we'll I start with you? Where do I want to we'll be in three years? Johnny's bullshit. <laughs> in three years, I want to have a belly full of wine with a girl's mouth around my dick. <laughs> 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 uh, a year from now, Ooh, so that's so we're going a year December. So. Yeah, just a, just accomplishments, maybe, or something you'd Defli- like to try. Definitely, like, kind of like you said, doing gigs. I honestly, I want to do voice acting that's one of the, that's actually one of the reasons i got into comedy is because it's that it's that avenue so maybe you know maybe get lucky and um voice on some like little low budget com- comics or something um but we're, we're putting something together so, so, we'll, so we'll stay in touch so, so, may, so maybe something for that but um i definitely want to do an out-of-state gig that's like yeah. actually on the bill out of state because i've done you know the out of the city open mics i've right. you know been talking about maybe traveled doing, I've traveled, you know, traveled a little bit. Travel team, Bobby. Woo. Uh, yeah, but no, maybe do some out-of-state, you know, actually gigs and network with a lot of out-of-state comics. Um, it's, I've been getting the out-of-state comics add me on Facebook, and it's weird. It's one of those things, like, do they really like my comedy? Like, are they just trying to get people to, you know, come to their shows? And it's Probably been, a little bit of both. And it's been both, but I've had some people actually message me and actually have conversations, and, you know, I've engaged with their content, but it's also, it's like, I feel like I've kind of got a mutual friend. So say I went to, you know, Chicago or I go to, you know, California. It's like, okay, cool. I've got a buddy that, you know, I can do an open here, mic yeah. with, you yeah. know, so. That's awesome. I mean, hop on plenty of plenty of uh, fish or something, you know. <laughs> I don't know where I was. I was going to say plenty of comics, but. That might Is not, that a real thing? I don't know, but I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just thinking of that. That would be some but funny the, fucking uh, But things. I'm thinking of the abbreviations. Not uh, gonna, it's not going to fly. Airbnb for comics. <laughs> hey. Uh, this might be we might we, might, we might need to cut this out. <laughs> this, this is our cash. Trademark, yeah, trademark, trademark, brilliant. trademark. Hey. Don't ever try to use it. It's our idea. All right, go ahead, Stephen. Tell me what you got going on and what you would like to accomplish in a year. I want to constantly do weekend shows. Yep. Um, and I really want to do festivals because uh, I do. is that something that you can just you can just apply to that, right? You have to pay money. And have okay. To submit a video. Okay. I actually. Kind of did the World Series of Comedy this past year. I don't know if you nice. Know. I have heard of it. Um, yep. I actually went to the um, main event, which was in St. Louis. Awesome. At the Casino Queen in September. Awesome. I just did one of the late shows. I wasn't actually part of like yeah like competition, but I did one of the late shows there at ten o'clock. But you were there, cool, you know. That's I awesome. Know, and they did a lot of. Probably got to meet a lot of people too. Yeah, um, but I actually like to actually be part of like a competition, like actually be there because. My video was great. Right. They liked my stuff. Not because I was the fastest one to sign up. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's where I like to yeah. be in about a Yeah, year. we're going to be in a year. Last so, comic standing. Do you think they should bring something like that back? Yes. I, oh, still, I, 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 I thought I, it was still going. I, is actually, it not? they do have another show with Jeff Foxworthy, Keenan Thompson, and. Ooh, he lost me. And somebody <laughs> else. What did he say? As the three judges. After I heard Jeff Fox, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like he wasn't he very like good by comedian standards though when he first I mean started. yeah he's he's technically a great comedian for clean guys like, I guess but a, like a sellout or something maybe well, he was <laughs> part of the redneck trio I mean yeah he used I mean, to be a dirty comic before that he right. did like a lot of the Bob and Tom things he did a lot of albums I don't know just Jeff Fox Jeff Foxworthy's not my guy now if you were, how did if, you guys like uh, Jeff Foskey at the roast battle 
Who? Jeff Oske. <laughs> who? He said who? With, oh, with oh, Patrick oh. Murray. I, Is that the Bob and Tom guy? Yeah, yeah Jeff Bob Oske. Tom, Bob oh, yeah. he, he was all right. I, I can understand why Bob and Did Tom it. sucks now. So I'm trying. I'm, I'm almost on like <laughs> a, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm almost on a like conspiracy theory kick with it. I don't think he wrote any of his stuff. I don't. Maybe I don't know because the way he was like reading it off the paper, it was like he had he was reading it for the first time. Well, I mean, he was literally so cracking up as he so was. I'm reading wondering it. if he was like he farmed it out to somebody just because he wanted to like still participate and be a part of it, but he like you know didn't want to focus. Like he's probably doing that full time writing jokes for Bob and Tom, so like yeah. he doesn't want to like break up his time to write jokes about Patrick Murray. But it just I couldn't tell if it was that or if he wrote them but never said them out loud yeah and then that's what was making him laugh because he had never actually said it out loud because either way either way i don't have anything against it i think it was hilarious and it was funny and uh i thought their matchup was really good just because patrick was man he's good too because he is to me just surprisingly funny like i don't like when i first saw him in person i did not expect him to be funny he's stoner funny yeah, he's definitely me, more chill. You know. I'll tell you a thing about him is a buddy of mine came and saw me at Crackers and was like, hey, man, when's that dude in the bandana going to be doing stand-up again? I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not even asking you about you? He didn't ask me. He's like, he's like man, is it going to go see him? I'm like, I'm like follow my Facebook. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so so what I, I, I hope for us for the podcast in the next year is just to keep doing more shows that we can talk to more of you guys and um, – have you guys back and do other yeah. creative stuff too i want to do stuff more in, and this is what i did last year for my like resolution is more on location stuff so like we were talking like after a gig or like after an open mic or something like that i'm actually thinking about after gutties or before gutties like bringing my mobile recorder and like talking like a little bit beforehand and like adding that as like kind of just a interview portion that we can just plug into the show we won't wear plastic and and talk to you. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about that except for Tom's he is correct. Turn. Tommy, Tommy. He is correct that we will not be doing that. I'm not going to steal somebody else's bit. Nope. Just, yep. Just, it's, it's, um, it's a very strange thing to me. Maybe some after uh, football review or something. And, yeah. so, and something that I've, I've really, really wanted, and I've told Johnny about this because it's one of the reasons that I want him to go up and try stand-up comedy is I want to create that group of like friends and slash network like if you listen to rogan like they all have like grown up through comedy together and it's like they're kind of like buddies and like they that network will get you a little bit further because you are working with people you're not doing it all on your own and if you if somebody gets like a you know gets a show and then they ask him like do you know anybody funny that like you would like to either open or like do whatever then you just like you hit up the person that you think is funny that you that work made, with like because he did change joey diaz's life i mean brandon schaub went from ufc to now he's like headlining shows yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and i know a lot and i know a lot of people have laughed at my like desire because my desire is to like i want to be famous i want to be able to do creative stuff for a living that's my goal in all of this stuff but it's not a selfish goal i want to do that and i also want everybody that's worked with me or been a part of this to also have the same success and like rise everybody up like it's not like i am selfish because i do want to be famous i want to be rich well, but I, I also am just... not going to be the kind of person that's like 
you know, fuck those people. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm going to step on them to get where I want. I want us all to do it together so that we get there at the same time and can enjoy it together. If you're, if you're to that level and you're by yourself and you don't have friends like Rogan and all of them are like friends, and they do everything together. So like, it seems like they enjoy life more. Oh yeah. Then some of like the Stanhopes who Could I you know imagine? is one of their friends, I think, but he kind of isolated himself. Seems like he's ready to kill himself every five minutes. Yeah. Well, after I quit, he used to be one of my favorite comedians, but after what he did to his wife, I just, but that's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, that's why I think that I think you, you have to have that network and that's what I, that's what I'm most happy about. Yeah. And even if I'm not a good comedian, as long as that. I make friends and I'm a part of what you guys do and it's a part of a creative thing. That's that's my main goal. Because I just want to make fuck you money and and party all the time. So well, be famous. for We're it. gonna get him there one day. <laughs> be, be famous for it to where he can just. Uh, I just want to wake up somewhere where I don't know what's going on around me, but there's a line of coke on a nice fat ass cheek, <laughs> and that's how I'll start my morning, and, and we'll go from there. And when you're ready to go, just crash that Lamborghini. And Hell yeah, sell out in the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I want to go out like Paul Walker, but like. Okay, I can't make fun of Paul Walker. I was about to, but he he was a good guy. <laughs> All right, but I appreciate you guys coming on. We're going to take a break. Uh, Thank the, you, guys. The podcast is coming in soon. Um, anybody listening, uh, this is probably going to be the end of the episode, and then we will uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, we appreciate you guys coming in. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Any, oh, uh, before we get out of here, I'm sorry. You? I ruined this. Before we get out of here, where can people find you, and what do you have coming up next? Start with Steven. I'm just doing open mics. I really don't have anything. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, that was. And where can they find you on social media? Because I know that you post on there as well. I post Facebook. Um, I really don't do social media that often. I probably mm. start 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 doing that. Yeah, you will. Oh. We got it. Yeah. I'll help you out with it. And then Darren, what about you? Instagram Chef Squid three one seven. I'm gonna try to do some more music projects, but you can see my old music. When stuff. are you starting that? I don't know. So it's honestly, I'm that kid that's like, oh, Do you have ideas for it already? I've got some stuff. I've got a buddy of mine that plays guitar. I think I Good. mentioned last time yeah. when Stuart was on the um, podcast, um, buddy of mine, Brandon, Cosmic Situation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do some acoustic hip hop. I don't want to get too you know too much into that. So right. Chef Squid's going to have some comedy vids, some just random stuff. And then um, I just did create, I just did, can't talk today. Um, just created a Facebook page at Darren Fine Silver Comedy. Um, Follow it. Check um, it out, you know, and maybe once every week or something, I'll post maybe a comedy vid or two. So we'll figure. You go it out. live a lot. Oh, and I'm, I do go live, and I actually am working on some food reviews. That's actually kind of a, a little avenue, but we can save that for the next time. And so is that is that going to be like Stray McDonald's or no? So actually, just I want to do kind of like weird, like not weird, but like different items. So I did um the turkey flavored Pringles, which the Pringles, which was kind of um cool. Ugh. It, it was they was actually really good. The mac and cheese mix. If you do the mac and cheese Pringles and the bacon Pringles and you stack them together. See, I don't like bacon Man, and mac I and cheese swear, together. That's an I abomination. I could swear Johnny was in jail for at least like two or three years <laughs> at one point. Dude, I've never. Because of, of all of his meal combination that, he, that he's come up with. <laughs> I've, I've lived with this guy, I'm telling you. He almost killed us with uh, making ramen one time. Because he put a bunch of hot sauce <laughs> in the water to boil. Because he wanted the water to have like a hot sauce, I guess. And then he forgot about it. So then it boiled until it became a noxious gas that was ready to kill <laughs> everybody in the house. I literally almost killed like three of my best friends and five strangers. We're all, we're all upstairs maybe uh, hitting some vitamins and everybody's coughing. And I'm not smoking weed. And I start kind of coughing. And I'm like, man, that 
that fucking shit must be really good because I'm not even smoking. I'm coughing. <laughs> and then some chick that I was dating at the time comes screaming up the stairs. Oh, my God. It's burning my eyes. And I was like, what is going on? And we go downstairs. And yes, there's like a there's literally a toxic gas pepper spray in our house. Just kind of oozing out of the uh, pan. Yeah, so if you do water, salt, pepper, and the green hot sauce from Mexican restaurants yep. with, a few, with some yeah. crushed red pepper, and you let that boil until it becomes this black lavish goo. And then it becomes a smoke. You can, you can murder people with it. Dude, I thought we were all going to die. <laughs> uh, so bad. All right, but anyways, um, just so that I can get it out there, like I said, it's going to be a fantastic time in Newcastle. I'm going to give a lot of energy. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to be the funniest comedian there because there's a lot of really good guys there. There's Brody Miller, Devon Shoemaker, Griffin Shira, Calvin Turner, myself. One other guy that I'm not sure because he's not on the poster, so I don't want to like say his name in case there's like maybe a question there. Mm-hmm. But it's January 11th at Newcastle at Raintree Inn. Um, it's also up in the air that it's a $5 cover because apparently the, uh, bar owners like saying maybe they don't want to do a cover either way, bring the $5, buy a drink or get your entrance in there and then pay another $5 for a drink. It's going to be fun though. I'm going to be energetic. I'm going to make sure you guys have a good time. Um, even if I'm not the funniest comedian there. The longest I've ever spent in jail is a holiday weekend, Friday, Saturday, (laughs) Sunday, Monday. So four days. I'm just creative, bitch. <laughs> Don't get arrested on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> or like the weekend of Martin Luther King weekend because... So he means like don't get arrested on like Friday. Friday. Yeah. Because... Don't get arrested on Friday. Be because there Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and Monday. And then Tuesday, you're like, I haven't showered. I haven't eaten. I don't... I. <laughs> People keep sticking their fingers in my butt. <laughs> I haven't gotten... St- no, I never left my bed. Other than to eat my food and you walk know, sometimes. You I'm just doing a call Because I don't want to get stabbed in yeah i know <clears throat> all right so once again thanks guys think we'll see you uh again soon yeah peace out Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code JUICE10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code JUICE10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today. That podcast that we just listened to was amazing. I know. I was... I've never heard anything like it. It was one of my, it's one of my favorites. I just wish I had like a shirt or something. Or socks, anything. Wait a minute. I want to be able to represent the podcast that I love so dearly. What's that rumbling over the mountains over there? Teesprings.com slash shop slash magic squirrel. How did they get it that big? That is ginormous. But... uh, teesprings.com slash shop slash magic squirrel let's go to it right now pull out your phone all right oh look at this all the merch for the podcast you were just listening to 
plus all the other shows on the network all in one spot. They got pillows, too. I need a new pillow. We could go to the beach and and get suntans on them. Yes. They have everything we could ever want. Posters. With the logos of our favorite shows. Shirts. Socks. Even socks. Cell phone cases. Um, Is there anything they don't have? Well, it doesn't look like it. No. So when you want to get your favorite merch from your favorite podcast, just look up over the mountains and you'll see the giant sign that's just taken over the world. It is very big. Teesprings.com slash shop slash magic squirrel. Go check it out and get some of this great merchandise. I know I'm sure going to. It's blotting out the sun. Oh my god. It's coming straight for us. What, 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 what are those flying? What are those flying? Get inside! Get inside! Shit! We can order it from the computer! Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Juice in the morning.